Welcome to On the Road to No Place Left. This is Feeney, and I'm driving as we learn to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard. We're in a series of short episodes to highlight mindset shifts that need to happen in our hearts and lives as we pursue movement. For an intro of the mindsets and Cindy who's sharing them, check out the first episode in this series. Let's jump in. The first one we're going to talk about, you titled God is at work. So would you just kind of lay out um, the shift that needs to happen, the old and new mindset there? A lot of times we think that the key to seeing more results and more fruit is that we need to work harder, mm-hmm. right? I I have to work hard if I want to reach the loss and I want to see more fruit. I've got to work harder. I've got to do more. I've got to find ways to get out there and talk to more people about Jesus, or I've got to, you know, get my team to work harder. And so it's really a shift from thinking that I have to work more and I have to work harder to see greater fruit to looking at the fact that God is at work already. God is at work in the harvest. God is at work in our location. And my job is to figure out where he's working and find out how I can join with him and what he's doing. And so that shift is is to really believing that God is working. I think sometimes, especially for those of us who've worked in or are working in resistant fields, places that are hard, or we're not seeing much fruit, it's really easy to buy into kind of the the lie that, oh, God isn't really working here. (laughs) or I have to bring the gospel here. I know when we first went to Nepal, you know, my mindset was, you know, this is an unreached place. There's nobody here who's heard about Jesus. So I need to go and work hard and make sure that as many people as possible hear about him and that it was me taking the gospel there rather than recognizing, yes, it's an unreached area or yes, it's a resistant area, but God is at work in the lives of people here already. And I just need to find out what he's doing and recognize it and then partner with him and what he's doing there among those people. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great example for what we talked about in the intro of I can believe that on paper, right? Of course, God's at work. He can't not be at work. He's God. But <laughs> practically, I still want to put probably more on my shoulders than I should, right? Like, um, I'd be curious if you have any, like, whether it's like just a practical tip to help us, like, with that mindset as we go in and out of our days, or or maybe there's a story that would illustrate that. How do we get it from the, the theoretical, of course, God's at work, he, but then like, oh, I actually am walking through my day believing that. And I, I would want to reference the, you know, the great book, Experiencing God by mm-hmm. Blackaby, which is, you know, a a real foundation for this concept. Um, But I think we can apply it even more specifically to reaching the unreached, reaching the lost and engaging with people who don't know Jesus to see that God is working there amongst them. For example, when we went to Nepal and we were working in this unreached area and we started going out and meeting people and having tea with lots of different people and Um, we were looking for people who had an interest in Jesus, you know, and who were interested in, you know, in getting to know more about him and his word. And um, yeah, after you talk to, you know, many, many people and there's not much interest or people aren't, have never even heard of Jesus, it's easy to start to base our belief or our mindset on what we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, let's take it into a context in America. If I'm 
here in Minnesota and I'm prayer walking in my neighborhood and I'm trying to meet people and I try to initiate five different spiritual conversations with somebody and nobody shows interest. <laughs> it's easy for me to just say, this is just not, you know, not mm -hmm. working. God's not doing anything here. And so we start to base our faith on our experiences rather than what on what God's word says and and starting to really look for where is he working? How could I notice what he's doing? And um, it may not be that people are coming to churches, you know, mm -hmm. to find truth. I was just in a conversation with um, a group of people the other day, believers, and I was just commenting how a lot of people these days are kind of resistant to Christianity in the U.S., but there's a real openness to spirituality, mm. You know, and so where is God working? He may not be working in the Christian realm, you know, mm -hmm. where people want to come to a vacation Bible school and send their kids like maybe they did 30 years ago. But where is God working? What is he doing? What is he? Maybe he's working among, you know, Muslim imams in your city who mm -hmm. are radical Muslims, but are getting disillusioned with Islam and they're actually hungry. So God might be working in a completely different place than what you're anticipating mm. and where you're kind of fishing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so it's, it's really asking God to open our eyes to see what he's doing and open our eyes to thinking of new, new places where he might be working rather than just basing it on our experiences of what we've always done. That's okay. great. And I think my question, I got two follow-up questions to that. One is, I mean, I, the town I live in now is only 30,000 people, but even there is like, well, how do, how do I figure that out? Right. Let alone if you live in a, I mean, where you're at is millions of people and there's plenty of, plenty of people that live all over in big cities. How do you, how do you start that idea of looking for where God's with that, that alone seems overwhelming. So anything you would share is just to help to, to actually start to put that into practice yeah. to find out where God's working in a very in busy, complicated areas. Sure. Yeah, no, that's a good question. And I think, you know, I don't have any, you know, formulaic answers for that. But I think for me, what what I do is I just say, God, give me eyes to see. Mm -hmm. I think that's the first thing that we need to do is just to yeah. humble ourselves and say, God, I need you to open my eyes to see what you're doing in people's lives around me. Mm -hmm. Give me eyes to see. And then you know, I think the next thing is we have to intentionally slow down and watch. Mm. You know, so many times, especially in the West, but I think all over the world, we, you know, we're, we're rushing here, we're doing that, we're busy, we're on, you know, we've got our schedules and we just don't notice what God's doing in people's lives around us because we're in such a rush. So, you know, asking God to help us slow down and watch and notice. And I really believe that if we pray those prayers and we're intentional about that, we are going to, the Holy Spirit is going to quicken some things in our heart. And we're going to see somebody, you know, across the street who's playing with their kid. And, you know, we're going to notice, wow, there's a father who really loves his son. That's, that's a thing of God. How can yeah. I go get involved in that, you know, or whatever it might be? Yeah, no, that's really good. Not only slow down, but put down our phones, shut our computers. <laughs> Where a friend of mine said, we're probably scared to think of our own thoughts, but we need to pause and be able to even hear God's thoughts. We got to stop all the Absolutely. Info, so. 
And then the other side of this, maybe this is playing devil's advocate, but how do we not make sure we just uh, fall into a, I don't know, habit of being lazy? Maybe that's my American coming out of me, right? Well, we got to work hard, right? But how do we, is there a balance there? Yeah, I don't know. That's so, so true. And I think it is, it is a healthy tension between being at rest in God, knowing that he's at work, listening to him, partnering with him, but also being willing to be obedient. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he did tell us that we are to be his witnesses. And so we do need to get out there and initiate those conversations with people. We need to be active in prayer. He already commanded us, you know, to pray the Lord of the harvest, to send out workers. So, um, yeah, it is that that tension or balance between Mm -hmm. um, being active in our faith, but also at rest and at peace, knowing that he's at work and that I really can't do anything apart from him which is what I want to talk about in the next um, mindset. So um, yeah, we'll go into that the next podcast, I guess. If you want to hear all 12 of Cindy's mindset shifts, be sure to subscribe to the On The Road podcast. You can do that through whatever podcast app you're listening to or head to ontheroad.link to get new episodes delivered to your email inbox. You can also check the show notes at that same URL, for links to Cindy's blog and training courses. This is Feeney. Thanks for listening. The On the Road podcast is to encourage you to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard.